Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Ian Boyd. Uh, Ian and I are going to talk about the defensive backs going into spring. Our final position breakdown, Ian, uh, five starting spots uh, all total. You have the two cornerbacks, the two safeties, and, of course, the nickel to consider. Uh, as with all of these, I want to go through and say who is in and who is out right now as far as uh, names in and out of the roster. The only addition uh, heading into uh, spring from the high school ranks is Malik Muhammad, uh, Manny Muhammad. Is, he goes by Manny to, to a lot of folks. He is coming in at one of the corners. And then you, we have two transfers, Gavin Holmes out of Wake Forest uh, and uh, Jalen Catalan out of Arkansas. Leaving the program, uh, we have several. We have Anthony Cook and Deshaun Jameson, two starters, are exiting, uh, both trying to go pro. Uh, then we have some backups. Jameer Johnson has transferred to Indiana. He saw some, some playing time a little bit. Uh, J.D. Coffey was a backup. He saw a little bit of time. Uh, he has transferred to San Diego State. And then Ish Ibrahim uh, has been removed from the team, I believe. So uh, those are the guys out the door. Uh, now, let's talk about the ones in. Uh, and those are this is important because you have to think that two of them, uh, Jalen Catalan and Gavin Holmes will be starters in 2023. Yes, <laughs> that's what they're here for, right? Um, yeah, I think that one of the first things that has to be shaken out is is where exactly those two guys fit, right? Because they're brought in to effectively start. And so whose job does Gavin Holmes take? Does he just take Jameson's job as he goes out the door? That's probably what I would lean toward. Do they like him better in the boundary, which would then move uh, Ryan Watts somewhere else and kind of potentially trigger a number of different moves? Um, and then Catalan, I, he's, I think he's a boundary safety all the way. He's in around the box. That's where he's always thrived. That's where you want him. Got it. Let me ask you this. I mean, because I'm looking at it. How would you rate those two guys? Do you think those two guys are – I mean, there are a couple of other guys Texas liked in the portal, Jihad Carter. Uh, from Syracuse that ended up going to Ohio State. Uh, but all in all, I I gather that – I don't know that Texas offered another corner in the in the portal other than Gavin Holmes, and I know they only offered one other safety. Um, are these are these high-end guys or are these, you know, stopgap guys? Like, I, I get the feeling that Ryan Watts, even though he played well last year, he wasn't really considered an elite prospect. Uh, for the Longhorns, uh, came in and started every game, though. But uh, my point being is, is this an upgrade in talent, perhaps, from outgoing guys like Anthony Cook and Deshaun Jameson? I think it potentially is. Uh, Jameson, Jameson really started off last year pretty hot. He was pretty good. And then uh, slowed down a little over the course of the year. I think Holmes could be definitely an upgrade over Jameson. He's he has a lot of good film playing coverage at Wake Forest. They really kind of left him on an island a lot, and he held up very well. There's some reports that he's already the fastest cover guy on the team, maybe the fastest player on the team. Um, so, and how many years of, of of eligibility does he have left for Texas? Like potentially two years. I think he has two years to play too, right? Yep. So, um, I mean, he might be one and done, but you might get a two-year starter out of him. Uh, Catalan, let's see here. Catalan should have potentially two years of eligibility left as well. Given his size and injury concerns, I don't know. 
on the one hand, if he has a great year, maybe he's like, I got to cash in, right? On the other hand, he may never have a draft grade that's good enough to pull him away from NIL. Is he better than Anthony Cook is the question, though. I mean, he is on paper, but Anthony Cook played a pretty good role for Texas last year. So he won't play the exact same position, so it's a little complicated. hes uh, I think he's potentially a better boundary safety than Jaron Thompson. If he's healthy, he probably is almost definitely a better boundary safety than Jaron Thompson. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Jaron Thompson, with another year of experience moving over to the field, is not unlikely to be an upgrade over Anthony Cook. So it could be a, a double upgrade at, at safety positions. I think. That that's what they should expect if Catalan can stay healthy and, and if Thompson can stay healthy. That's interesting. All right, let, let's go now and talk about what we've got at, at cornerback. Um, cornerbacks are Texas. Uh, uh, I quantifies them or names them uh, boundary and field. Last year, the boundary cornerback was Ryan Watts. The field was either Deshaun Jameson or Terrence Brooks took that role late in the season away from Jameson. Uh, this year, it looks like we're going to start with Watts at boundary again, Austin Jordan, and then we'll see between the two other guys that we haven't seen much of, Xavion Bryce and Manny Muhammad. At the field, we'll have Gavin Holmes and Terrence Brooks ostensibly fighting it out for the starting role there. But, you know, you think that if whoever loses that one out might then go fight Ryan Watts for his starting role? Is that kind of how you anticipate or see this happening potentially? Yeah. Well, well yeah. So I, I assume Holmes will win that job. Maybe he won't because Brooks was really coming on like in the Alamo bowl, but I would assume Holmes wins that job. I think that, you know, you bring in a transfer like that, you're pretty much expecting that they're going to play and start. Um, Brooks to me seems like more of a boundary corner than a field corner because in the boundary, you want to play the guy tighter. Uh, you may want to blitz him. You don't blitz the field corner. He's too far away. But the boundary corner, you blitz all the time. It's almost like a nickel. Um, in some in some defenses, it's, it's it can be very similar to the nickel position. You know, any run to the boundary, you're one of the first guys to get there and run support. It you have to play tighter because the throw is shorter for the quarterback. So if you're not up and physical on the receiver, you can give up a window. So that's generally where you want your big physical corner. Um, and Terrence Brooks is more that than he is, you know. Uh, a speed demon, you know, hang with a post down the field, 60, 70 yards off the ball, like Jamison or Holmes. So it would make sense to me that Brooks would end up at boundary corner or even nickel or even safety, but um, he was playing the position well. So probably they'll make Holmes prove he's better and earn that job. And then we start to see how the dominoes fall. Does Brooks become just a third corner who could start at either spot or rotate in at either position? Does he look for a starting job at a different position entirely? Uh, it, it could be could be interesting to track. You got to wonder if he cross trains at nickel. Yeah, um, exactly. because the next position we need to talk about is nickel, and that's Jade Barron has a lock on that at this point. 
in part because Jalen Gilbo is not, you know, is, is out for spring. And Gilbo being out for spring with Barron uh, having had a really good year last year makes me think that that's the way that's going to be. But now who is the backup nickel if Gilbo's out? Is that Brooks? I mean, Brooks sounds a little bit like a Swiss Army knife. You know, you kind of plug him in, uh, but he's only a true sophomore. So you don't really get a feel, I don't think, of where he's going to end up. Um, what about Manny Muhammad? He wouldn't get a look at, at nickel out the out of the gate, right? He would, and he would be rather, what would he be more of a boundary or a field corner in, in your estimation, Ian? I would think a field corner because of his uh, cover, his speed and his coverage ability. He, I don't know. It kind of depends on how physical he ends up being in the college level. You could see him ending up in any of those three spots. You could argue that Jedi Barron was like the best pure corner on the team last year and he played in the nickel. It's a tough position because you don't have a sideline. They can go either direction. You know, it's something as simple as that makes all the difference. You think they have, I mean, to me, this is kind of the crux of the, of the spring in the, in the secondary is what, what do they do at nickel? Um, Jedi Barron is, you know, locked down all big 12 best nickel in the league. One of the best nickels in the country. That's really easy, but you got to anticipate he might be gone or he takes a knee to the helmet, misses a couple weeks. What do you do? So, Brooks could cross train there. You could just count on Gilbo coming back healthy. Taff was technically a backup there, but I think they would rather him stay on the back end, both because uh, they need him back there and also because he's a lot better at like boundary safety than he is at nickel because he just lacks that top end quickness. Um, they also played Mo Blackwell as a big nickel at times last year. Didn't go great if the team was throwing the ball around. I think we all remember him getting a little lost against Kansas State. Against the run was better. He might move to Will Linebacker and battle for that starting job, or he might be another answer at nickel. So they have a lot of different options to sort through. I, I feel like that 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 the guys that play nickel are more corners these days than they are safeties. Ideally. Uh, yeah, and that, that's where it feels like. So Barron and Gilbo, but Gilbo is out. So who backs him up is a good question that we need to carry forward and be aware of. And we need to be aware of it during the first week of spring so we can report on it uh, to, to folks so, so they know what's going on there. Yeah, I kind of think it'd be nice if they could get Brooks there in anticipation of, uh, of Barron going pro and then having a definitive role for Brooks in the starting lineup at nickel. I think that would be a win. Um, but if they feel that Gilbo is amazing and should be there, then maybe they don't want to do that because then you log jam two of your better young defensive backs in the same position. So, All right, let's move on to safety. I think we've got a good feel uh, right now for what we're talking about at, at corner and even at nickel. At safety, Jaron Thompson moves from – What's what it used to be strong safety, they call it boundary safety to field safety, uh, as a starter, we think. And then Jalen Catalan steps in at the boundary safety, uh, backing them up at field. We have Keaton Crawford, we believe, and then we also have at, at boundary, we have Michael Taff and BJ Allen. Uh, I keep in mind in this grouping right now, we do not mention Derek Williams, uh, the five star safety out of New Iberia, Louisiana, or Ro Warren Roberson out of Red Oak, both safeties who, frankly, are not going to be here until summertime. So we can't really talk about them yet 
as how they fit into this picture. Um, but Catalan and Thompson, and then it's really a question mark behind them because Keaton Crawford looked lost at times last year. He certainly looks good on special teams, but as a safety, he looks lost. Michael Taft, to your point earlier, doesn't necessarily have that upside for athleticism factor that you kind of want back there. What, what are your thoughts overall at safety? Is it is that a tad thin for your taste? Yes. They need, a, they need one more guy that could be a starter at field safety to really be, um, you know, to have insurance, to have, you know, we're in still water. Spencer Sanders is throwing the ball every play. He's playing out of his mind. Everyone is injured and we got to get stops, you know. The Big 12 can ride on things like that, whether you have somebody that can go in there and not be a sieve. Um, and uh, Keaton Crawford was really not there last year. He could be. Um, I would think Jalen Gilbo could be an option there, but he's missing the spring, so it's not a spring storyline unless it goes really badly. And then it's like, this guy's really got to play here in the fall. Uh, Roberson and Williams, it looks like one of those guys might have to be in the two deep right? But they're not going to be there in spring either. I think Taft sets a decent floor, but they really, really need a third almost starter. They have some flexibility because Jaron Thompson can obviously play either position, but they really need a, oh no, Jalen Catalan's shoulder's not okay after all, but we still have a safety we can put on the field who's not going to be the difference between us winning or losing a Big 12 championship. Let me ask you this. Is it yeah. possible they would move Jade Barron back there if Jalen Catalan got 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 hurt, and then possibly someone like Terrence Brooks takes that nickel role? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Hmm. I mean, they, they could get to a point where they had to. I don't think that that really makes the best use of his skill set. Um, You'd rather cross-train Terrence Brooks at safety at that point. Or Ryan Watts. or. Uh, uh, yeah, probably Terrence Brooks or Jalen Gilbo, just because Barron's quickness is so good, and he played safely safety very briefly uh, a couple times last year, either in a some of their unbalanced packages. It's not worth trying to explain, or or when they tried to play flyover against Texas Tech, and he didn't take to it like a fish to water. I would say that the angles were a little different for him. He was not dominant. So um, you would think he could do it because he's an amazing all-around defensive back. You'd think he could be very good at it. But they'd have to really invest time to get him comfortable, and that seems like, I mean, he could probably play corner at an NFL level. So what are we doing if we're putting him at safety, you know? Let me ask you this. I'm speaking with Ian Boyd of InsideTexas.com. We're, we're previewing the defensive backs, the secondary uh, for – uh, the spring practice uh, that's headed up it's beginning Monday will be there. Um, Ian, one player that kind of 
I don't think we know what to make of him yet. I think we got to see a little bit of Terrence Brooks to get a real good feel of him, particularly in the uh, uh, Alamo Bowl. But what about a young guy, Austin Jordan? Is he one of those guys that could flop between flip flop between safety and corner, perhaps uh, even a nickel? I mean, where is he come out in this group? Because I, I talked to Eric Nalin and Justin and those guys, and even Joe Cook. They've heard positive things about Austin Jordan behind the scenes. But how does he fit in this, you know, mosaic, so to speak? Yeah, there's been a lot of people that have wanted to move Austin Jordan to safety on on his behalf for since he was like a junior in high school. Um, I thought he was pretty good at corner in in high school. At uh, he was with wasn't he with Anthony Hill at Denton? Yeah, he's at Denton Ryan. Yep. They played him like impressed man, helped him keep uh, Hill in the box, and uh, he looked pretty solid at it at times last year for Texas. I would think Brooks is, well, I would have said Brooks was more the move to safety guy for my taste, but Brooks really looked good in the Alamo Bowl, so I don't know. You don't really move a guy off corner if he can play it. Um, Jordan, yeah, we forgot to mention him earlier, but he's got to be one of the first in line to uh, to get the call into the office. Hey, Austin, we really need you at safety. Can you give us a look at free safety and see if you can hold up there? Um, especially over a freshman that's not going to be there for spring, you, you would go Jordan over that. Let me ask you this, uh, and, and that, I think that takes us through the position. I want to ask you a couple of questions as it relates to the group as a whole. Last year, they didn't exactly have sticky fingers when it came to interceptions. Not a ton. Um, not a ton of tur- turnovers created by the group. Well, um, Jalen Ford did them a disservice by catching all those passes <laughs> rather than tipping them like most clumsy linebackers would. So. Still, they they didn't – Jaron Thompson stepped in front of a couple. Deshaun <laughs> Jameson had his hands on a few, so did Jade Barron. They yeah. didn't come come up with him. Um, do you think this is a, a – you know, with the addition of a guy like Catalan who has had a, a year where he had five interceptions in a season, or Gavin Holmes, do you think that the takeaway aspect of the secondary becomes a little bit better – with this group, uh, when with a guy like Catalan and Holmes? I think Catalan makes a big difference because that guy just – he's around the ball. He knows how to be around the ball. Like a magnet almost, yeah. He's, yeah. Clearly, he's clearly a really, really smart football player. I don't want to step on Justin's toes, but he, he gave me a little inside scoop the other day that Catalan came in and had the defense understood in like a, two days. He was like, I got it. We're good. Um some overlap with what he did at Arkansas, so it's not like – but still, he's he knows – the kid knows football. He's smart. Um, and so I think that makes a big difference. I think the where your interceptions come from is sometimes a reflection of the scheme, like uh, who's playing zone, who's in position to watch the quarterback and close on the ball, and who's in position to have to do something else like, you know, turn and run. Um, I think in Texas's scheme – the safeties are the guys that probably have the most opportunities to um, snag fly balls, you know, uh, deflections or, or, or what have you. Uh, quarterback's trying to force the ball into a tight window forced by the coverage of the nickel or the corner. And so the ball is errant and gets away and the safety's there. Um, last year, at this time last year, we had no idea who the starting safeties were going to be, right? It was a, very much a question like Keaton Crawford looks great. Can he take over? Jaron Thompson, is he trustworthy? 
Anthony Cook is moving to safety. How's that going to go? Um, having more experienced players back there and having tight coverage, again, probably even tighter with Holmes in the mix, I would think you would you would see that from the safeties as, if it's going to come. And I think there's good reason to think that they might that they might end up with a, a bunch of interceptions apiece. Over and under for the group, seven interceptions this season. Over. Okay. Well, what did they have last year? Oh, like five, six? Yep. It, it was definitely lower than seven, I believe. Uh, Thompson, I believe, had two. If I, I would have to go back and look. But it wasn't as many. As, I, I think they almost had about the same amount as Jalen Cook, and Jalen Cook had four. So you get the – you get the. Uh, I think – Deshaun Jameson had a couple. Well, look, my my thought process here, as I look at it, Ian, I I am concerned about one more safety like yourself. I think I do think they're thin there, and then I think it's just about playmaking. Uh, you know, it it a, a good defense needs more playmakers. I thought Jade Barron became a little bit of that late in the year, yeah. um, and I think that you and I would agree on that. I sure would like to see one more guy. I would like to see J- Jaron Thompson finish those interceptions. I'd like to see um, maybe Jalen Catalan become a, a, a guy that makes some, you know, heads up plays at that position. Uh, Terrence Brooks or Gavin Holmes, whoever, step up and be a little bit more uh, stingy, I guess is the best way to put it. But I feel like as a whole, Texas's secondary was good last year. I have a feeling if you had to rate him, you'd probably rate him a B, B plus. I have a feeling they have a chance to be a B plus, A minus kind of group this year. Is that is that kind of where you're at? I think they have a lot of guys that could be that because they have a lot of guys that are really smart and experienced now. Like Brooks got his hands on a, on a throw or two against Washington. I loved it, yeah. You know, Absolutely. his dad, you know, original wrecking crew, pro. Um, Jade Barron is a smart football player. Uh, he was really blowing up TCU's screen game. He knew where to be to wreck that stuff. Catalan, we've discussed. Jaron Thompson has always had a reputation for being a leader and smart and able to help coordinate guys in the back end. A lot of coach on the field types that won't, will probably safely avoid that moniker, but you could apply it to them. Um, so, yeah, I think this could be a, I think this could be an A plus unit. I think this could be a, I don't know if they have like, you know, like you probably think of the greatest secondaries you think of having like multiple NFL future corners. I think this unit probably has a lot of like lower round kind of NFL talent players. But if every single guy is that and every single guy is smart and well attuned to the college game, you can end up with better results than if you had, you know, more first round guys. Like like the Oklahoma State secondary of the past ten years, basically. Yeah, I mean, no, I mean, right? They didn't they didn't necessarily have those first or second round guys, but three, four, five, six round guys in droves and just recycle, rinse and repeat. Um, all right, uh, Ian, I appreciate your time today, bud. Uh, that'll be doing it for our preview on spring practice. Uh, Ian, uh, I'll see you on Friday for the, our live stream at one o'clock with Jerry Hamilton. Uh, On Thursday, uh, Joe and Justin are back with their weekly podcast and videocast as well. Uh, Ian Boyd of InsideTexas.com, thanks for joining me. I'm Bobby Burton, and this has been On Texas Football. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, 
make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again and hook them.